Good evening, everyone. Let's get started the second Gen mutes are from. He's muted. Good evening. Good evening. You're listening to the dulcet sounds of Slipknot singing "People Equals Shit." OG Slipknot, not the not the stuff that came out later. I mean, some of the stuff that came out later is pretty good. Yeah. I was at a Slipknot concert once. It was amazing. I uh, like total tangent, but yeah, like I came came up in more of like the what they used to call true metal in the metal community which meant like anything that came out before new metal right <laughs> um and a lot of the stuff that i used to like look down on and i later discovered was fucking awesome and one of those things was slipknot whom we used to mock because they wore weird masks and and like prison jumpers but uh they fucking you just didn't get the aesthetic. Man. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. In a big, I saw them in a festival in Europe with like 50,000 people. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty boss. Anyway, see, I was thinking about what music to, to do to start the thing. And then I, I told you right before we went yeah, live that Celine Dion got, a, yeah, got any, vetoed. Yeah. Anything, uh, anything related <laughs> to like the Titanic. My was, heart will be, go on. Got yeah. vetoed. And so I was like, do I know a song about how people are awful? And <laughs> that was the one. Um, I'm king of the world. Yeah. Cause uh, I guess that's what we can talk about today <laughs> about how people are awful. Uh, so I guess at this point, uh, in the timeline, we, we now all know that, uh, unfortunately the, the passengers, the crew of the, the Titan sub are, are dead. Uh, the good news. Yeah, it seems if like it just exploded. Or imploded actually. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause like the weight of water. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I, I read some pretty amazing facts on this that I'm not sure are all accurate because I didn't check it all, but yeah, like it, the, an implosion at that kind of depth is, uh, is, is so instantaneous. And, and in addition to that, the air inside of it heats up to like the sun type temperatures because it gets compressed right. in a, in a millisecond, like a, an implosion like that. There's actually a video going on on YouTube of a of a like a train car of the kind that they use as like a tanker train car being imploded under like way less of a thing mm -hmm. and it's like nothing 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 pancake <laughs> like it happens instantly uh <laughs> which i mean like if it's if you're gonna like die underwater it would be good to just like not know that it's gonna happen right and not only did it apparently like happen you know instantaneously but also probably or very early on, like, I don't know, maybe that might have been why they lost contact with it, meaning it imploded right. first and got and lost clearly, second, yeah. which, again, under the circumstances is probably the best anybody could have hoped for both them and everyone else, because I do think that um, I think about this a lot about when you when you hear about somebody who died, like in a really awful way, the thing that keeps me up at night is like thinking about their parents not only like grieving their dead child but like knowing that it, their death was horrific like right. that to me is just the thought of that just like really chills me to the bone and so I, there might be some at least some measure of comfort in the fact that it was just blink of an eye right right especially since before that we thought that like they were just like down there lost like running out of oxygen like just kind of like 
waiting for something to happen and then they just died. Yeah, the Kursk, the Kursk Russian sub disaster, which happened, I'm just Googling this real quick, in 2000, uh, is a story like that. A, a story of like a slow, awful death uh, underwater. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not great, but segue, um, there's a lot of people hoping for like the slow, awful death where you just sit there for days and then die from lack of oxygen. Cause people are assholes. So there's, okay. So we gotta, we gotta approach that. There's a lot of things to discuss here. I'm just going to read a couple of comments here. Uh, Kit J, 1989. Best case scenario, they're found found alive. Second best case scenario, catastrophic implosion. That's very true. Uh, why would Elon do this? Says above average Joe. We're gonna get to that. (laughs) Um, MythBusters tanker crusher video by uh by JD in chat. That's very cool. Um, uh, okay. So first of all, let's spend just a minute talking about what Gallo's humor is, right? Because uh, there's, I think there's a big difference between uh, Gallo's humor and some of the absolute sociopathy that goes on, not just for this, but for anything that isn't, I, I, it's hard for me to quantify, but any, it, it, it's, it's reductive. I wish I had a better way to say it than the quote unquote, the bad people, if it happens to the bad people. But uh, but Gallo's humor is a like a really famous coping mechanism, right? Soldiers on the battlefield tell awful jokes, and uh, EMTs and firefighters, right. and uh, Gallo's humor is a very kind of known mechanism for you to process something that's like really awful. On the other hand, <laughs> there is saying billionaires are a cancer. And therefore, laughing about dead billionaires is fine. Or people who say, ha ha, because they were dumb to even go there. Right. Like, were they even all billionaires to begin with? I mean, I, there's an assumption because, like, it was, what, $250,000 a seat to mm-hmm. go on this little, very rickety-ass looking sub, by yes. the way. Yes, To go look at the wreckage of the Titanic, which is, this is a bunch of stuff that I would never do, even if I had $250,000 to spend on such things. But hey, all right, you want to get on a rickety ass sub and go look at like the Titanic remains. Whatever. Have I, at it. I would go I would go down to the Titanic in a in a proper thing. That's that's my stip my stipulation is it's gotta be an actual an yeah. actual uh uh engineer like approved and tested in um like a like a military sub, I would absolutely go in one. But uh but but yeah, there is there's a there's a an, an, a fine line between adventurism and recklessness, I think. Um, but um, but the the glee is really bizarre, especially because because you can you can say that was catastrophically stupid of them to do, right? But well, that but to to deduce from that that it's good that they're dead. Well, here's the thing, and this is something that I don't know if we ever talked about it. I don't know if we were like on mic back then but like back when spacex first made it's like first started actually like going into near space and well actually it wasn't him no actually, was it i think branson or well, branson bezos. did it and bezos did it yes they were on the maiden flights yes and everyone was like that's crazy and yeah we definitely spoke anyway. about this about how at least they put their money where their mouth was and i mean to to, to his credit quote unquote so was this guy because he was on it as well the, right. like the this, founder of Ocean Gate. It wasn't like he wasn't sitting like safe on the boat being like, yeah, goodbye, give me your money. Like he and, was actually on the thing. And plus this wasn't the maiden voyage either. Like there's been other trips down to the Titanic wreckage in this little submarine thing, including like one journalist who decided it was a good idea to get on Twitter and be like, yeah, you know, when I went down, um, we lost contact for a while and um, we weren't allowed to even like tweet or text our families or anything. Yeah. He wasn't on the sub. He was on the ship, but uh, yeah. And he said it later. And I, I got a lot of resistance to my tweets talking about how that's really weird saying like, well, they didn't want people to do a pa- yeah, to but, do a pan. But here's, but, here's my problem with this. But you didn't say anything after the fact uh, either. Also, here's the, here's the thing. 
The thing is, they didn't want people to tweet unconfirmed thing during a developing situation. However, that's okay to say now because you know that a few hours later they came back. In the moment, you don't know right. if they're if you're ever going to hear from them again. So what do you? So what right. you're saying? Like, don't, no, we got to wait five hours before you tweet about this. Why? Why? Right? Loss of and and so they said, oh, it's frequent. If it's frequent, don't fucking do it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's the absurdity to it. People said, like, well, they didn't want people to cause unnecessary panic. Okay, but, like, again, in in the in the situation itself, it's two hours. You haven't heard from sub in two hours, right? And you're like, well, I don't want you to tweet about this prematurely. But, like, you don't know if you're ever going to hear from them again. So what is the nominal amount of time that you allow to pass before you're like, yes, okay, you can tweet about this? Like, that's, that's absurd. It's a three-hour tour. That's that's three hours, mm. <laughs> but it takes hours to get up I know, and down. I, no, no, no. I, I was making a, oh, so. a, a Gillian's Island joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's been wow. longer than three hours. Yes. Well, um, the three-hour tour was supposed to be up um, about two hours ago. That See, was another that's one. That's gallows humor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't make fun of anybody dying. Uh and yeah, and you know, there's also and so and, and another thing. But yeah. like even still, like okay, you don't want to say anything in the moment. Okay, maybe fine, whatever. But then like you're like a, a journalist and you're writing about this and you don't say something after the fact. Like oh, by the way, we lost contact with the sub for a couple of hours. It was fine. It was fine. But just saying. This know. is actually. This is actually. This I hope this story with this journalist Pogue, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, will highlight something that happens in a lot of uh, this sort of industry and is very under-discussed, which is that tech reporters that get invited to write about things mm-hmm. will often really softball the thing because they get to go do a cool thing. And it ends up being a lot of PR, a lot of like regurgitating what the people say and not being very sort of adversarial. Uh, which leads to a lot of like false, there was a wave of this. It's a little less now, but, uh, years ago and for many years, a lot of Kickstarters and a lot of like articles about like, they're going to get carbon from the air. Here's a machine that makes drinkable water from air and like total bullshit. Uh, like like swindler at best. And at worst people who like way over promised what their thing could actually do. Well, yeah, Theranos obviously well, yeah. kid is the uh, the Mac Daddy example of this, mostly because it worked beyond just raising you know six hundred thousand dollars on on a Kickstarter and then not giving God, the thing that, you said you'd give. That story is just yeah. Wow. Solar Roadways, which was a huge one back in the day, many years ago at this point, where they were like, we can replace entire roads with solar panels, and immediately like a bunch of engineers, Thunderfoot, who's a YouTuber. Like very, very easily showed why this is highly impractical and why asphalt evolved to be the road surfacing material worldwide for a reason. Right. Like the first thing I thought was like, this shit's going to look like Mario Kart. (laughs) Well, there's, there's a lot, not just that, but like, uh, asphalt is extremely like resilient and, uh, 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 using, a surface that needs to be clear in order to be effective as a road surface makes it's, no sense because right. it'll get all scratched up immediately because of like uh, grit under road tires. It's as, like sandpaper. As we have noticed with towns that have painted flags on the road, yeah, good point. they get dirty yeah. very quickly. Uh, um, <laughs> because cars are dirty. And, yes. Yeah. And so, and so that article felt to me very like that very uh soft pitch essentially for this place um i mean and there's a larger conversation to be had about journalism writ large like especially like access journalism and mm. maintaining thank you i forgot that term access journalism. yeah maintaining relationships with certain people so that you can maintain access to their things so that you can continue to write stories about it and so you have to kind of like take that into consideration it's it's gross but yeah you you get this a lot in political journalism too where people don't necessarily swing as hard as they can they pull of their punches a little bit because you want to maintain access to certain people and you also been you you just visited the equivalent of a junket 
where you were given like, uh, you know, you were probably given, you know, you were treated very yeah. nicely. It's not a, like a press corps traveling with the president. It's like you come right about this where, you know, we'll stay on an eye, we'll fly on a helicopter, do a thing, and we'll do a thing. And it's very impressive. And, you know, and I'm sure on a, on a human level, personal level, it's exciting and cool, mm -hmm. right? I would love to do a thing like that. But that's not your job. If you come away with it with like uh, misgivings or you do a little research after that and you find complaints and all kinds of stuff like that, you know, maybe you maybe that's a very, very relevant context. And I do think that on some level, people say like, that's ah, a frivolity for rich people. Who cares if I if I write that it's bad or not? Because like if somebody's going to go on a submarine like and you're going down like. I think it's like a mile and a half, which doesn't sound like a long way until you realize like the weight of water and how heavy water is. And that like a, a mile and a half down is like really far down in water terms. Yeah. Think about, think about uh, like. That's uh, literally like tons and tons and tons of water yeah. like above you. So yeah. Like think about, you're right. It's a, the, the, Honestly, the best way to, to, to explain this, this is actually true outside of water too, meaning, uh, uh, the, the pre, like the pressure on earth that, that on mm -hmm. Mars will cause you to like explode because it's low is the, think about all of the air on top of your head up to the limit of air sit is essentially sitting on your head right. right and so and and that air has weight right which is the equivalent of one atmosphere of of pressure or whatever oh two and a half miles down actually oh says god it's yes. even worse yeah twelve thousand feet and so i and i i tried to measure it i i mean you think about something in your town or cities that is three miles away from you right we, uh, Jen and I live about three miles from the White House, right? And so th think about, or, or yeah, two and a half miles from the White yeah. House. Think about the road from here to there right. stood on its head. And then you're underwater. And you at the bottom. <laughs> that is, uh, that is a, that, it's one of those thoughts that kind of makes you dizzy, right? From like trying to imagine it and you get like weirdly disoriented. This is why like, I, I understand people who like, don't like the beach and i like i'm not going in the water i'm not going in the ocean because i'm like you know what yeah the ocean is fucking scary sometimes like i get it like i understand that like yeah and especially when you start going down into the depths and stuff the depths uh -huh. but but yeah like it's i i get it like there's like cool stuff to look at down there and that's all great and fancy and like fine but like yeah that's that's really dangerous, actually. Now, I've uh, I've never uh, been scuba diving, uh, which I, I want to do, but uh, I've I've uh, I've done like uh, like uh, reef snorkeling, and I've been at sea like properly. And and you're right, the ocean is terrifying. The Dead Sea, there are other bodies of water like this, but like the if you go swimming uh, in not the Dead Sea, the Red Sea, sorry. I'm like, I mean, I guess you could go diving in the Dead Sea. Yeah, you you're gonna yeah. have to really wait yourself down. You would, you would really, yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're gonna have to work at it. And also, you would probably need to wear a suit because it, uh, that that stuff really burns. But in yeah. the in the Red Sea uh, near the Sinai Peninsula in the south of Israel, um, the water is like shallow, 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 and then there's a fucking shelf that goes yeah. drops down. And if you take like a snorkel and you look at that, it is legitimately fucking scary. Um, and even more so, the open ocean is honestly terrifying. Uh, and I've been in high season, low season. I've been on a deck looking out the back of the ship in the it, at night seeing nothing. And just thinking of how fucking dead you're, you are in a minute. And I'm, that literally just happened. You know, there was a kid who on a dare jumped off of like a high school graduation cruise in right. the Bahamas or whatever and instantly vanished. Right. Because as someone said in the replies to my tweets about that, you get lost in the troughs of the waves. Right. What you don't notice when you're on a ship sometimes is how big the waves are. It's hard to get – like you lose a sense of perspective because it's hard to tell how far away a wave is from you. Uh, and that means it's hard to see how, and because it's water, water, and water, 
it's it's hard for you to gauge if something is behind a wave because the water kind of merges into itself unless you see like a small boat in the water and then all of a sudden yeah, you, you can see, see it become hidden yeah, yeah hidden and revealed and hidden and revealed and you're like oh there's something in the way there that's blocking a whole valley behind it which is something that's much easier to notice when you're looking at terrain because the terrain isn't all uniformly colored and textured mm -hmm. um and uh and yeah think about being out there they're in the middle of the ocean and then you also go all the way under the ocean uh sc scary premise and in that little thing and the uh, yeah and so yeah so overall just i people can do what they want to do but the 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 main thrust of this has been more people's reaction to it and basically like the glee at presumably wealthy people. I mean, I'm sure some of them were billionaires, but I mean, anybody who has $250,000 to go under the sea, dying under the sea because they went under the sea with their money. And so obviously like if people never quite know how to act right on the internet ever, but of course this, this always brings up like the whole like billionaires deserve to die. And so now you've got like this little submarine full of rich people and now they're dead because apparently they like exploded or imploded but before we knew all that it, it was the 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 idea was that like they were just like still like floating around down there somewhere like running out of oxygen and people were just like ha 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 and it's like really like first i like this is stupid you're not getting rid of billionaires because these people like died in a submarine like this is i don't even understand from like a praxis angle like i don't even understand what you're doing here you're just you're just you're just being a dick yeah and and uh, again i don't understand the value of glee at the misery first of all those billions aren't going anywhere right they're still they, those billions of dollars still exist and now they just belong to like their family. Yeah. And people are there. There's a, a class of people who are convinced that it's impossible to be a billionaire without being evil, um, which whatever. The thing I don't understand is the reason you you shouldn't do that isn't that you're doing it to the wrong person. I mean, again, unless you're talking about like Osama bin Laden, right? <laughs> Because Osama bin Laden was like, you know, killed as the res direct result of his act, whatever. It's a mm -hmm. sort of, a, it's a different scenario to be like that person was a bad person and therefore I'm I, like, I'm going to laugh at their death. I've, I've often said that it, a lot of it is not, I'm not policing people's brains. Nobody's perfect. Everybody has thoughts sometimes that are maybe not, uh, that are impure about things like that. But that's the human psyche, right? I'm not policing the inside of your brain. But when you go online with it proudly, right? that is something very strange. Again, it's the difference between – I don't know what this is called. I can't remember the name of it. But, you know, some people have like this uh, – in a like uh, sometimes like if I'm like at a funeral or it's some very, very like uh, event, proper event, I always have this sort of thought of like – I kind of picture what would happen if I did something highly inappropriate and how like, like how horrific it would be for me. Like I, I get into this, like, it's just a weird like thought that I have. Like what if uh, me or someone else would, have, how embarrassing and awful would that be? But, uh, but, and so it's, it's like, it's the difference between thinking that and actually doing it. <laughs> Right. Right. And actually yelling, standing up and saying, like, I'm glad they're dead. Right. <laughs> or something like that. Um, because, like, it, I don't know. I, I Posting it in a public forum yeah. instead of just like, I mean, even if you just want to, like, make a joke in, like, the group text. Like, okay, fine. Don't fucking post it on Twitter. No. Like, I said I, people do it in order to get uh, the validation yeah. of strangers that what that what they have isn't a mental disorder. The problem is the uh, the people validating them just <laughs> share their psychopathy. I have always said I've said this for years. The internet didn't create weirdos; it just taught them yeah. that they weren't alone. They just let them find each other. Yeah, they just let them find each other. Exactly. They created weirdo gravity. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they created weirdo like chat rooms in 
subreddits and discussion groups and Twitter and <laughs> does anyone yeah. know? Okay, so Clint Olson asks a question that I also wanted to touch on. Does anyone know uh, why everyone had such a hard on for the story? And I I actually think I do know. Uh, and it is the the ticking clock uh, human horror, right? And throughout history, there have been many stories like this, and the most of them were not about rich people. The Thai kids stuck in the cave right. during COVID, the Chilean oh, yeah, miners, and go look back, look at like the Nutty Putty Cave disaster, everything like that were like, or uh, or little Jessica in the well, was yeah. it that baby Jessica yeah, baby stuck Jessica. in the well, or Balloon Boy, which turned out to be a hoax, but I was saying <laughs> a, an ongoing situation, especially in our media environment, which is a, like calling it the 24-hour news cycle is actually not granular enough. It's like the minute by minute news cycle because Twitter, because you're scrolling right. and you're scrolling. And so, and, and so they like the news loves a story that fits the doom scrolling pattern of consumption. Cause you're waiting for more updates, more updates, more right. updates. They even like, even on like, you know, cable news, they had like, you know, they they move on, they talk about other stories, but they have that little box they down a, in like the lower right hand corner. They had an oxygen countdown. Oh. Oh my God! In the corner of the screen, like I look, here's how much hours that of is... oxygen they have left. That is fucking morbid, Ooh. man. And I honestly do not understand. Are I, they gonna make it? I, I don't think they're gonna make I it. I don't understand how something like that gets through editorial pro an editorial process. I don't get it. It's like that New Republic story where they were like, right. "This guy donated to the GOP." And I later read that, like, well, first of all, not only is that kind of not exactly true, they weren't sure when they wrote it. It was a small amount and like, like 30, 40 years ago. And who cares? And additionally, <laughs> what I later discovered was that the info that they found actually required digging. So, oh, of course. It's not like there's somebody just like, oh, well, look at this I happened upon. Like, no, this is. Because yeah, if someone's thing. like a mega donor, if someone's like a a, a, a partisan mega donor, like it's 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 certainly possible that someone will just say like, oh, I recognize that name, and then like look it up. But they needed to go like look through like public records, which means that someone at the New Republic was like, you know what, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go dig in to see if this guy donated to Republicans. What the fuck? Like, what editor sees that and is like, "Get on it, Johnny!" And also, we're running this. Like, what the hell is going on? It's an extension of a, a basically like a very morbid like milkshake ducking, where like, and this happens. You see it a lot online, where like somebody becomes famous, and then everybody goes and like digs through their past, and, like, look at this post from ten years ago. Like, I, I, I'm sure everybody knows the milkshake duck meme at this point yes i, hope. I think i think Look, it's, it's an adorable it duck that enjoys milkshakes 10 Bye. minutes later the duck was racist yeah we regret <laughs> to inform you it's a it's a tweet by uh by a pixelated, um, pixelated boat. boat an australian tweeter who created a couple of really big sort of kind of memes um but yeah this is this is something that's happened for years on social media and we decry it every time where like somebody becomes famous for something like fairly positive you know good feel good story inevitably somebody has to go find something to shit on this person right and 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 again whatever if you're if you're 420 blaze it 09812 on twitter whatever but again like a serious publication with an editorial process and again i say this this makes me particularly mad because I've had the fortune to work in media environments where that shit absolutely wouldn't fly. I've seen like diligence and I've seen ethics and I've seen like rigor in, in practice with my own eyes and in my own experience. And to just to see how like easily it is hand waved away at like major, I mean, the new Republic is like a uh, kind of a shell of its former self. Yeah. But still, it's that's a name that was a name for decades. And it's just it's sad. And it's also kind of infuriating. Because I see that it can be done differently. I see that now every day at my current job. But it that, that wasn't the that's not the only place where I've seen people who actually legitimately care 
whether or not like like they're the things that they publish have merit and are sort of rigorously examined and if a mistake is made because nobody is ever perfect a lot of effort goes into rectifying it beyond stealth editing an article <clears throat> you know uh and so I've, I've been bitching about stealth editing for years yeah. so and so i know that all it takes is for you to be a good person who's good at their job there that you don't need a superpower to behave like this and you don't need 48 hours in a day to do this all you got to be is a, like like have the right attitude and the right philosophy about the industry that you're in right but a lot of publications now just chase the clicks and this is part of doing that like you you make a story like that like you i have no doubt that like new republic like put somebody on that story like go find me something about some of the people in the stupid sub and they're like okay so oh look this person was a gop donor let's run this because you know that it's going to get you clicks because you know that there are going to be people who are like ha fuck this dude now he really deserves to die no, he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire GOP donor. And that's like your audience. So like you're kind of catering to your audience and like, yeah, New Republic's audience is just like trash. Yeah. Now. And there was a lot of but, white, white, white people do this. White people do that. Yeah. Even though two of the five we're were not, not white, white they were Pakistani. Um, it, uh, it, it's just, like I said, some tweets are better just being something you tell your therapist and then they they work with you on how to not be like that <laughs> i think uh the a fa like the the most uh the, the 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 case to me that springs to mind in my um experience is when kofi annan died kofi annan former un secretary general mm -hmm. who if you're an israeli you hate right mm -hmm. and be being an israeli i hate hated and when he died you know what i did about it I just didn't fucking tweet about it right. at all. Like that was it. Like saying nothing is a choice. I said nothing about you it. Didn't say nothing. I didn't react to any tweets about it. I didn't just give a laconic RIP because I don't I'm not some kind of public figure who fucking right. needs to do that. I just I was like okay, whatever. He's dead. I don't right. there's not like whatever. what yeah, not happy. I mean he he was no longer in a position to like influence me negatively. And also again Wishing death on someone who isn't like an Osama bin Laden or a Qasem Soleimani was the last person, I think, where I was like, fuck, yeah, he's dead. Good. Right. But like we're talking about someone who's like responsible for dozens of like American deaths and mm -hmm. like literally his job was to run foreign influence operations for Iran. Like the fact that this guy was taken out with like a drone with like a drone. uh yeah, missile like, or whatever he got shish kebab little food processor yeah uh caused me joy not in a like a like a morbid way and that like the, it's legitimately good that we took out this this fucking cancer on the world but like because of po politics because kofi annan was the un secretary general who did har who did and said horrible things about israel like whatever like I, I like I said, I'm just I wasn't sad about it. Right. But you weren't particularly happy about it either, which is kind of like, oh, it's a thing that happened. Yeah. Okay, I whatever. mean, whatever. Yeah. What? Well, that's a thing that happened that, yeah. you know, what it, that 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 was my reaction. And, you know, I might whatever. I'm not going to go get into it. That, but that's exactly the thing, because I don't want to I don't want to discuss whose death I'm not going to be sad about. That's like wading into that territory. Right. I mean, for years, like I didn't even say, I think I told the story before on my own podcast, uh, my own old podcast, the same story. And I didn't mention Kofi Annan because it was kind of too close to it. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to say the name because then I'm like, it's almost, if it almost feels like I'm doing an end run. Like I'm not like them. I didn't say anything bad about Kofi Annan, even though I'm happy he's dead or whatever. <laughs> right. And so it's like, you're saying it without saying it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to say sometimes some famous figure dies and it's someone that I had a lot of animosity towards. And so I'm just not going to comment on it. I'm just going to like, it wasn't a big event in my life. I was just like, oh, okay. Sure, I know who that is. Right. But it, it all comes down to like what gets you attention on social media about what gets you likes, what gets you retweets, and negativity does that far more than either just saying nothing or saying neutral or saying something positive. And so that kind of feeds into this whole cycle of people just being nasty for the sake of like wanting social media validation and getting a, a lot of excuses to be nasty like mm -hmm. the geo 
GOP donor story or the Snopes start. This is Elon Musk's fault kind of right. tweet that they then their post that they then had to alter and then they had to alter again after uh, our own private superhero community notes <laughs> sprung into action. But uh, because and they're they are worms. I used to love Snopes, you know, uh, gather around uh, kids and listen to a story. <laughs> About a time in the early internet where websites like Ain't It Cool News and Fark were uh, big and like kind of set internet trends. And Snopes at that time was a really fun website that took stuff like viral photos and uh, viral stories that were spread by email on message boards and really dig into like what the origin of it is. And sometimes it was true and sometimes it wasn't true. And like nobody had like reverse image search and social media wasn't super common. So some picture I, would come up. I caught our day. We had to do legwork to see if a picture was fake. Yeah. You know how once in a while someone will post a picture of like, look, this guy caught a rat that's the size of a dog. And it's like perspective or somebody photoshopped mm. back in the day. And by, by back in the day, I mean like. 2004, 2002. Our old rickety asses that can remember 2002 on the internet. Yes, I was a soldier in 2002. <laughs> um, uh, like, there wasn't a way to, to, like, easily get an answer to this. And so they really kind of did a lot of, like, legwork. And it, I said it was more like a digital anthropology website that traced the online mythology of that time back to its source. Now they're just a another one of those we're gonna fa you know fact check quote unquote mm -hmm. and additionally much like the dictionary on Twitter love to insert themselves into ongoing stories just to get some publicity and so because the ship that was operating the sub used Starlink. People and they and there was there was a, a report that the sub you know they lost mm. their connection to the sub. This somehow like became a, a very heavy insinuation by Snopes because they didn't say it's Elon Musk's fault. I will in fact go back and I'll tell you exactly what they said. I'm not saying it's his fault. We're just saying his product is shitty. Right now, now here, right now, here is the Snopes post. And if you've ever gone to Snopes. You click on a Snopes link and it opens up the page and you have a big rating. The big thing that jumps out at your eye is like the true or the false. It's big and it's green or it's mm -hmm. red and it says it in big text. But then if you read the claim, so the claim initially, which they ruled as true, goes like this. OceanGate, the company behind the submersible that went missing in June 2023 on a Titanic wreckage exploration, relied on Elon Musk's Starlink satellites to provide communication during the exposition, the expedition. And the rating is true, and it says Starlink is a subsidiary of SpaceX, which Elon Musk runs. However, we do not know how much Starlink is responsible for the loss of contact with the submersible, nor the reasons behind that loss of contact. Okay? All of this is technically true, right? Mm -hmm. But their tweet about it, which is the way that you would get to that article, says Star uh, the, the, the kind of the, the headline that you see in the embedded article is, mm -hmm. Was the missing Titanic submersible relying on satellites from Elon Musk's SpaceX <laughs> to communicate? So you click on that and then you see true, right? There's something in online research called dark patterns, mm -hmm. right? Amazon is now facing a huge yeah. oh uh, FTC or SEC, whatever. It's some a, Yeah, FTC, because apparently we're, we've all been like tricked into subscribing to Amazon. Prime. And also dark patterns is, is – uh, uh, the, the name for like making it particularly hard to find how to like cancel your subscription. Right. You know, it's the equivalent of like gyms on the phone, which won't cancel your, your gym membership or the New York times. Right. Or you, so if you got to like dig through a ton of menus and it's hidden in a weird way and stuff like that, that's called dark patterns. I see an equivalent phenomenon here as well, which is that again, it, it, it poses a certain question and then on the website answers a subtly different question. But because of the way your attention flow works by clicking on a link and then seeing this big ruling in front of your face, they are very heavily implying that that's what's going on, right? Now, after that, they changed it twice. 
first of all, they changed it to unproven, right? Uh, and they added a whole bunch of other quote-unquote context, context <laughs> right? It says something like uh, Starlink, blah, blah, blah. OceanGate said it was relying on the company for the exhibition, which included the submersible and the mothership. That is a vessel, blah, 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 blah. It's unknown if or to what extent Starlink was used by the submersible itself at any point or whether it was used by the mothership. That said, we do not know, blah, blah, blah. Now, again, many people... And Snopes could have checked this. The idea that we don't know whether or not they use Starlink is absurd on its face. Because if you called anybody in like uh, like naval engineering, any en acoustics mm -hmm. engineer, anyone, they would have told you that you cannot beam a satellite signal 12,000 feet below the fucking ocean. You got to drop an acoustic transponder down there that costs tens of thousands of dollars because you got to move the sound waves through water. They move faster through water, by the way, but they require a lot more acoustic energy. And it's, and, and yet they still keep like saying, you know, again. And so then again, they changed it to false, right? And now the context is changed again, a second time. And now it says, uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. However, scientists have pointed out that the submersible would have had an acoustic link with the surface vessel and could not have relied on satellite internet to communicate with the surface. How or under what circumstances the mothership used Starlink technology during the exhibition remained unknown. So all of these included a lot of like, we don't know. Right. So in other words, you really don't know. And but like, in, and you really never knew three different rulings: true, unproven, and false. And the again, the idea that you're doing stuff like this on the fly, I don't understand how a fact-checking website can say, "Here's a fact check on something with a definitive ruling." However, we don't know a lot about it. We didn't like actually fact check this. Yeah, actually. and you know what? You know why I know this about acoustic transponders? I fucking Googled it. <laughs> and I went to a, but I was like, cause I wanted to know yeah. how much it, one of those cost. Mm -hmm. That's what I was interested in. I was like, I know they probably need some kind of thing to communicate well with the, the ship. Right. What would it, what extra would it have cost him to buy one of those? Now, my, the first thing I discovered was you like, none of those companies advertise their prices because they're like for their professional, right. highly specialized, expensive gear. I did some very rough ballparking based on ones that you can see prices for, but are rated for like 10 times less depth right. and concluded that it should be in the tens of thousands of dollars, maybe 20 or 30,000. Again, depending on which one you do, some are rated even way more, but like I was looking for roughly 12,000 feet because that's roughly how deep it was. And like, once again, the idea that you can use essentially like your Wi-Fi. <laughs> to do that <laughs> using my cell signal yeah and this again is Got something three bars this is something the uh, the person at snopes who wrote this garbage could have just gone and done and it really really angers me that people whose like stated purpose is to fucking do this stuff just don't do it and i can google i can spend 15 minutes on google and a bunch of websites and just read the brochures for these things I'm not an engineer. I can read technical specs. I know what 12,000 depth, 12,000 foot depth operating range means, right? It means it can work, you know, it can work yeah. 12,000 feet underwater, whatever. But like the, like just the, 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 la the sort of the lack of curiosity and the desire to like needle to be like, oh, oh, remember this person you already hate? This yes, may right. be a little bit his fault. This is Christmas for you. You fucking asshole. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm mildly fired up about this. The, it, it really does grind my gears when people have this like orgy fest of like disgusting revelry. And again, I laughed at many memes about this, but they were not like mean memes or they were again, kind of commenting on how fucked up the situation was instead of being like, ha ha. Right. It was more like, Ugh. like someone, uh, for example, someone posted a picture. And again, if you don't find this funny, if you find this awful, that's fucking fine. Mm -hmm. Right. But someone was like, uh, here's a picture of the, 
the wreckage that they found and it was just like a picture of like a game controller floating in the water <laughs> right so, now again this didn't this wasn't making fun of any of them it was more like this is you know it was more like where you see it and you go yeah. right but that's again it's a it's collective coping it's a horrible a horrifying situation that's very easy for you to just kind of drift in your mind to yourself in a scenario like that and be like yikes right and so i mean do we really have anything else that we want to say about this right now or i'm not i don't know probably not it, like again the story is now over i said i i, I mean yeah, we can we can briefly yeah we can briefly talk they're about dead, Jim. <laughs> we can briefly talk about the the whole why do you care about this and not the dead migrants? Oh, but we touched on duh. that a little because yeah. it's like an, a developing story. And also people said something uh, kind of true. And again, this sounds bad to say, but it is true. The story of the migrant boat isn't unique, right? Now that's sad, right? That indicates and, a horrifying situation. And but none I'm, of these people cared about migrants until five fucking minutes ago. Yes, I. Uh, many of the people who were tweeting about it I tried to find how many times they tweeted about the migrant boat, and I guarantee that many of them only found out about it because they read somebody else's tweet complaining that nobody's talking about the boat. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing news about it six days, six or seven days ago when it happened. I, I did, and I saw those pictures. I absolutely did see that. I was, I, but it was not a big news cycle. And people in the media who complain that people care more about yeah. this story than that, when they provide minute by minute coverage and second right. by second oxygen countdowns. Right. Like y'all didn't say shit about it neither. So you can shut up. Yes. There's a, there's a, uh, there's yeah, a, where was, where was, where was the, the countdown for that boat? There is an insidious implication in that, that the causality of media consumption is reversed. Meaning we're just giving you what you want people when that's fucking false we consume what the news gives us right occasionally now with social media something can build momentum until it becomes a news story but like how this isn't organic this isn't something that we all experienced and then people reacted to it organically to cause media attention we only know about this because it was a big media story right we didn't find out about this independently of news reports and decide that the media should focus on this the media decided to focus on this and so it became a big covered story and hey, I mean, if y'all want to start paying attention to like refugees on boats or refugees at the border or literally refugees anywhere, I'm all for it. But don't do it in this stupid situational way. Like I made the point on Twitter, like this is like when everybody cared about the border crisis for like a week after DeSantis shipped like Venezuelan migrants to Martha's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. And then after that, like everybody who cared deeply, like stopped caring. I'm like, the crisis is still there. It didn't go away. Like this is still a problem that needs to be addressed. You guys just stopped caring about it because you couldn't use it to dunk on people yes. anymore. Now, and another element, by the way, because you know where that migrant boat story was probably really, really big? Fucking Greece, where it happened. Where right? it, it happened a lot. And like for, I mean, decades at yeah. this point. But also, again, it's, it's migrants from a country that we have very little involvement in. I believe it was Libya. I can, although I can't remember now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Greece is a country that isn't exactly featured highly in American, like, uh, consciousness. And uh, on the other hand, you know, because the sub also didn't have Americans or they were British or whatever, but we're the ones who fucking did the, the rescuing. And so it or at least attempted to do the rescue. Yeah, or whatever, the search. Well, it was a rescue mission, I'm saying. like <laughs> An attempt was made. Yeah. But, well, it wasn't that we failed. It was they were, they were probably dead before yeah, we they started. Were, yeah, they were probably dead. Like, But that immediately draws it a little closer to us because it's the U.S. Coast Guard doing the press conferences about it. You know, it's that – that's the – that's the the another sort of reason there is a a tendency of people to be like that like oh lots of people die in africa you think people in nigeria care about every school shooting in the u.s absolutely fucking not but every time there's some kind of massacre there they care a lot and right. we don't hear about it a lot it's and that's again that's that makes sense you have circles of relevance right something happens to you that's the most important thing then there's like your family, your friends, your neighbors, your the people in your city, and then your country. Because, you know, proximity to your life is 
a, a really big determining factor in like how much emotional energy some you know how much emotionally something affects you right and so it's it's it, i i'm still kind of mad about the refugee thing just because i people are like there's a boat i'm like there's been boats for fucking decades where have you been like yeah, this has been a thing for ages like yeah remember the syrian boy on the beach right yeah that was a big thing and then a few years later it just becomes fodder for people to draw cartoons dave uh, uh, uh michael dadder who's a canadian uh like political cartoonist did a cartoon after a school shooting using like tracing that image and then denying that he did that even though i posted like side by sides and it was like dude on, don't get, do not gaslight me you either traced it or you had it blown up on your wall to use as visual reference which are both fucking weird and morbid oh i'm gonna stare at a dead child because i want to make i want to own donald trump or the nra or something like that and so, again, public attention, nobody cares about these things as much as they say. Even the people who are very outraged that people talk more about the boat are not going to be talking on the, about the boat next week or no. the week after because there will be something else they care about, like an op-ed written by Justice Alito or something like that. I mean, and it's, it's just – it annoys me because now you're using, like, people who are really suffering as human props in your stupid little, like, Twitter war. And it's like – you know, if you genuinely cared about the problem, then maybe you could use some of that energy to lean on Congress to do something about our immigration policy, or you could possibly like give a shit about the situation in Syria and understand why people are fleeing the country and trying to get to Greece, which I mean, Greece is really no prize either, but you know, it's better than Syria. It's a, but no, yeah. people won't be talking about it. Look, I'm just – yeah, I, again, there is not much that American public outrage would do for this specific situation. So again, it's very much like we talk about when some big thing happens here, like a school shooting or something like that. Uh, we've spoken about this on on both of these shows before, but the idea that like uh, – uh, you want to you you want to apply general policy, and you often like discount the circumstances of the thing you're talking about, which I think also kind of devalues the very individual and unique tragedy that is each incident. And if you say, well, the circumstance of this do doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter that the laws I propose wouldn't have stopped this one because maybe they'll stop the next one. But again, that means you don't even care about this one anymore. You just care about the next one. You're like, okay, it wouldn't have stopped this, but like what – I'm more worried about uh, the hypothetical next school shooting. Thanks for your – you know, thanks for – you know, letting me use you to, to, to bash people who are pro gun or something like that. But, um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, like you said, sort of using it as a prop sort of, and not thinking about it. And like I said, Americans being mad about a boat of migrants heading to Greece and dra and like capsizing, mm -hmm. like what, what, what would American, like what what i'm just trying to think like what the end game is there and there isn't it's just to, to to feel superior to other people on twitter and be like i care about this and you don't so you're bad and i'm good and the point is like no you really don't care about it either so shut up or maybe you do but but not, mm. not again not <laughs> as much as you are telling people that they should right you care about it now like you it's like it's more like you're right I, like the 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 bar to clear is i care more about story two than story one good for you that doesn't necessarily mean that you care about story two yes really Br brava brava yeah i know it's like uh, it's like not having a scale like mm -hmm. did you see the did you see the uh the the excerpt of uh, riley gaines testifying before congress riley gaines a d1 swimmer who is uh you know like a uh talking about like uh, trans uh, mm -hmm. women in sports, locker rooms and stuff like that. And um, uh, one of the members of Congress said to her, you know, there's men out there who say they can beat Serena Williams and it's just not true. She's better than them. And Riley Gaines without batting an eye says, actually the number 203rd ranked man in the world beat both Williams sisters, apparently like handily too, mm -hmm. like six one or something like that. 
and she said, I'm she like her husband or her boyfriend is also a collegiate swimmer. And she said, in terms of accolades, I like, I put him to shame. Like I have medals right. and I have achievements. Yeah. He doesn't, and he could wipe the floor with me any day without even trying. Like she just said, and right. it's, and yeah, I saw a tweet about this that said something like men are like uh, men, you know, like if there were if there were no gender categories and women wouldn't win anything. And he was like, I know that's like not a nice thing to say, but nobody needed to say it before people started to claim that it wasn't true. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm sorry that if you find that insulting, but like I kept it to myself until people started arguing that that wasn't the case. I, I'd be like, OK, this isn't maybe that, isn't nice to hear. Or that people tried to argue like the opposite, like, oh, men are just afraid of losing losing the women i'm like that's not gonna happen no it won't that's not going to happen just again like i said just look you all 99 percent of instances that is not going to be the case all you have to do is compare the results in the sports many 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 sports use the same like uh the same uh, variables for men and women like basketball doesn't the basket height is different uh, some some things are like that but like a pole vault or a long jump or a 100 meter run or whatever those are effectively identical just look at the numbers that's all you got to do you got tons and tons of data here right this isn't some kind of unknown you have like decades and decades of examples it's the whole reason that we created women's leagues and professional sports to begin with yes and so the big but actually counter argument to this is that apparently in ultra in uh ultra long swimming women uh like dominate over men kick ass you found the one weird sport way over there in the corner where women can beat men good job which is again in itself helps ex it, like if you got to go to ultra <laughs> what is it called ultra distance swimming okay fine if I needed to bet on one person to swim across the English Channel, I'll bet on a woman. Fine, I promise. But like, it's actually not, Kit. I believe that I saw an argument about this, which someone said like similar in long distance marathoning. But apparently, that's also not true. I think all like the best w records in that are for men. But again, it doesn't mean so in 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 endurance in specific, like endurance type competitions that are ultra endurance you you might reach some kind of plateau you know like the things right. kind of even out you know like how celsius and fahrenheit like intersect at a certain point and at every other point they're different they diverge i think it's like minus 40 something like that they're the same temperature so minus 40 is like the equal of both but then because of the way they work they kind of wildly diverge and so yeah there's some kind of convergence of skill at the point where it's like you got to have like zero percent body fat you got to be you know it's like there's very specific kind of traits that you can't do more of than a certain plateau but like that's a very specific skill set right and we got totally off topic and it's we didn't even get to talk about half the stuff we were going to talk about yeah i mean okay. uh, the, I, again the flash do we really need to talk about the flash eh, we can do it a little bit on the unambitious crossover maybe there just isn't a ton to say about it everybody's talking about it and, you know, we, you know, and you know the if they say the effects are bad and the whatever i don't know it's a fun movie yeah. Is the new Marvel show worth watching? So Jen and we're, I, I we're working on it. <laughs> so I watched it already, but then I'm, I'm watching it again with Jen and we, we watched all but the last five minutes, which if you watch the episode, no, it means we shouldn't like, we aren't in a position to comment on the episode because the, the ending of the episode is kind of important, but, uh, um, it's fine. Like, I don't mind how it's made. I think some of the dialogue, it like some of the, it, it they, they're getting into trouble every time they need something to kind of fit into the Marvel universe. They run into issues because it's really hard to keep all this stuff consistent, especially if you want to like write new stories and you're like, shit, these two things like totally prevent me from doing the story. So I might kind of massage some of the things or like hand wave some other things. Mm -hmm. um, but the AI opening. <laughs> you're really mad about that opening. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a stick up my butt about uh, credit sequences in general because everybody uses that fucking elastic company <laughs> to do their things and they all look very samey. And so I, I'm a big fan of good credit sequences. I think that if you, uh, if you, 
like it, it it's the one part of your show that's in every episode right so making it memorable making it interesting i mean now in the age of like skip titles right not a lot of people do that but i will tell you what i've watched many 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 anime and a good intro which in anime is like 30 seconds that's the Mm-hmm. That's the sort of universal length of it, I believe. Uh, I would watch them over and over and over again. Really good songs, really cool visuals, kind of gets you hyped. I would binge watch a show and watch the intro every fucking time. And that's, I think that's cool, right? Right. You get to know the opening song better. Maybe then you go buy it. There is value to it. Um, and so, yeah, this thing that they used uh, AI art generation to do uh not a fan it's just i mean i get where they were going with it it just kind of looks a little lazy for what you'd want to see out of a project like the some of so here's the fun something that was announced so long ago and here's a funny thing about it i liked some of the visual ideas in it Mm -hmm. which is the only part of that that came from a human, <laughs> ironically, meaning a person was like, mm-hmm. make me a, make me a scroll face that turns into a thing or whatever. Like morphs Fury, into a, but... Yeah. Stuff like that. Right. I think the, I still think the, that AI making motion graphics still looks like both very weird and very computery. You know, you know, like morphing. Remember the black right. and white video by Michael Jackson, which kind of ushered in the era of morphing. Mm-hmm. That video did it exceedingly well, where the transitions yeah. from face to face look kind of magical because you almost kind of blink and it sort of happens. But then you've seen like animorphs or something like that, where some a man morphs into a cat, and all it is is like he turns into like a blob that then sort of turns right. into another shape, and you're like. That in the back in the day, you were like, this is amazing technology, but like, you know, you can tell that it looks super, super fake. And here it's like that. Like I can tell a fucking computer did it. Right. I don't, I don't have strong feelings about it. (laughs) Honestly, I don't. (laughs) I said my, my opposition to it is less like this is taking work away from, from hardworking artists. I don't, I, I mean, I buy into that in other realms, not in this realm. I just found it like a, just a lazy, like, uh, uh, execution of it. And almost like it was, uh, something that the director was, uh, just thought was a cool tech that he wanted to try, yeah. which is always, I don't like that. I, if that's your motivation, Ooh, this is a brand new thing. That's popular now. Let's use that. All the cool kids are doing it. Above average, Joe says, I like the intro and thought it was a good thematic fit for a show about aliens replacing people. So again, I, 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 th- I, I thought that some of the imagery in it, it was evocative in the correct way, but I just visually, it just does not. And I, and can, you could even do that where it looks kind of cubist. There's kind of a Picasso ish yeah. almost a vibe to it. Then fucking tell your animation department. That that's what you want to do. <laughs> It, it's Marvel. They, they have an animation department. Yeah, and uh, or Elastic even. Or, Fucking go to Elastic <laughs> and be like, okay, make a bunch of 3D models and just make it look green. <laughs> like we want it like the Daredevil intro except green, oh, or the or the the Arcane intro, which is also made by Elastic, except there everything's white. It's always just some color and a bunch of like uh, uh, 3D models that the camera kind of rotates around. Right. Yeah. And on uh, on that note, I think we're gonna we're gonna end this uh, episode of People Suck, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We're we're gonna be back here on uh, Sunday uh, or for Monday for you. Yeah, talking about how people are awful. Probably, probably. It's probably gonna be somehow related to how people are awful. Probably. Uh, and uh, until then, let's do the plugs. All right. So obviously, you know where to find us here on Call In. Um, our main podcast, Ambitious Crossover Attempt, you can find it on Mondays. Um, all your normal podcast catchers. You can find us on Twitter at AMBXOper. 
You can find me on Twitter at that Jen Monroe and on Substack at jenmonroe.substack.com. Awesome. I'm Neon Tester on Twitter. Also check out Neon Tooster, N-E-O-N-T-S-T-E-R, uh, for my secondary like video game account. Also twitch.tv slash Neon Taster for Tears of the Kingdom streams when I do more of them. YouTube.com slash Neon Taster. And uh, also rate us on iTunes if you get a chance because apparently that's good. Meaning, like, for my ego. No, but also, like, that apparently that's literally, that's all Apple care. That's all Apple cares about. Is yeah, we're supposed to tell you to mash the button or something. Yeah, know. yeah. If you want to help us do that for this and for the other show, I guess. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thank you, Jen. Thanks, Noam. Night, everybody.